Do you ever think about what your legacy might be? Well, I want my legacy for pelvic health physical therapy to be the open birthing pattern and the Schulte hold. Listen into this episode to learn what the Schulte hold is all about. Hello, friends. This is Lynn Schulte, and you are listening to the Birth Healing Summit podcast. We are here for meaningful conversations that will transform the way you work with pregnant and postpartum clients. Whether it is a new perspective, tool, or technique, you'll be able to implement it into your practice today. I invite you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and grab the golden nugget today's guest has to offer. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Thanks so much for being here. And today, I would like to share with you what I hope and wish to be my legacy to pelvic health physical therapy. I would love to be remembered when I'm long gone, and hopefully that's a long time away from now, but I would love to be remembered for the bringing the pelvis into pelvic health. I truly don't know of the any courses that are teaching how to work with the pelvic bones along with doing intravaginal work. Um, I'm not up with what current courses are covering. I don't believe anybody is currently doing that. And that's what I feel like I offer so beautifully in all my courses is really how to work with the pelvic bones especially postpartum. And I'd love to be remembered for the open birthing pattern and discovering that and knowing that the bones of the pelvis don't always return to their original position after birth. And I believe that we should be working with the pelvic bones prior to doing any internal pelvic floor work because the bones are the housing mechanism, the foundation that the pelvic floor muscles um, attach to. And we want those bones to be back in a an original normal position for them. And I know personally, and I'm doing the research to prove it, that the bones can get affected from birth and get remained in the sacral flexion, ischial splay. And um, sacral flexion is really a big one that I am finding in a lot of my postpartum clients. And um, I have that free course on my website, how to um, how to treat and assess for the sacral flexion pattern in your clients. So please, if you haven't already taken that, please check that out. Um, there is another technique. So in that course, uh, the free sacral flexion pattern, I talk about what your clients might be complaining of for you to think about this, um, what the assessment is and how to treat it. There's even a home program for your clients to do at home to help bring the sacrum into a more new neutral position after birth. And I also have a technique that I have started doing all the time. Um, I don't believe I did a sacral flexion a good justice in my earlier courses. So if you are listening to this and you've taken my courses um, before probably 2020, I would encourage you, please make sure that you check out the sacral flexion free course. You need to get this information because it just wasn't as clear in the holistic treatment of the postpartum body courses that I taught prior to, it might even be 21. So please just check that out. It's a free course. It's 45 minutes and um, it'll give you the information you need to know what to look for and how to assess and how to treat for sacral flexion. There is, however, a, a technique that I teach in the advanced online techniques course that I find myself doing all the time. And it's an, a more advanced assessment tool for the sacral flexion pattern, because I, I just find that sacral flexion is so hidden in most clients. So please look for it. 
look for sacral flexion in all your postpartum clients, no matter how long it's been since they've been postpartum. Then I'm really a big fan of making sure that we get the bones all, we treat the bones, we mobilize the bones of the pelvis prior to doing intravaginal work. And I also am a big fan of using the pelvic bones when we do intravaginal work. And I just, it was two weekends ago as I was teaching the course and I kept having to say the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I go, I need to name this thing. I need to just call it something so that when I say it, everybody, all my students are going to know what I mean by it. And um, that was the impulse that I had in my, the Arizona course. And then when I got to the Seattle course, the next weekend, I was talking to some friends and I was like, I just need to name this. And there's like, call it the Schulte hold. And I'm like, can I really, <laughs> should I, should I name it after myself? And they're like, why not men do it all the time? So yes, own it. And I, I do, I want to be re remembered and recognized for bringing the holding and the, the, the use of the pelvic bones when doing intravaginal work. When you do, then you get your, the pelvic floor muscles just relax so much easier. And the Schulte hold is using one hand externally to your fingertips are going to contact the ILA and your palm contacts the ischium. And in my courses, I explain more about what you need to do with that hold. And it's just not about putting your hand there. There's motions that you want to do to help affect change in the muscles. And um, I teach it actually in my holistic treatment of the pregnant body course, postpartum body course, and my internal pelvic floor course. You learn how to use the bones of the pelvis while you're doing intravaginal work. And I please encourage you to check that out because it's super important and super helpful when you do contact the pelvic bones externally with your hand while you have a hand internally working with the pelvic muscles that you can get a more effective change. And the pressure, instead of the pressure, you offering more pressure to the muscles internally, you can offer more pressure to the bones. And that's the key. And that's what can help you to avoid having to create pain or be um, uh, not respectful to the pelvic floor muscles when you offer the pressure externally more than you do internally. And internally, the, the finger is just really monitoring to feel for the release of the, the muscles. And I use this hold whether I'm working on coccygeus muscle or the levator ani muscle. Um, I use part of the hold when I'm working with the superficial perineal body area, depending on what side I'm working on. And um, I use part of it when I do my external anal sphincter muscle. I use the Schulte hold in working with all the intravaginal muscles. And I also work with it and use it when treating the uterosacral ligament. Um, because that hold gets all of the possibilities of where the uterosacral ligament might attach onto the pelvis. And by using the Schulte hold, you're contacting all those options. And when you really attune your palpation skills, you may be able to appreciate where the ligament 
actually is attaching into the bones and I can sense into it sometime, not all the time, but sometimes I can really sense it's like, oh, that feels like it's going towards my fingertips. I bet this uterosacral ligament is attaching into the sacrum or I'll feel it in between and go, okay, that's, that's attaching more onto the uh, coccygeus sacrotuberous complex. And it's just so, so important to treat the uterosacral ligament and use the bones and use the Schulte hold to um, work with those structures. And so my intent for naming this hold is because I really hope someday that it's going to be taught in all pelvic health courses, that Everybody in Herman and Wallace, whatever 1A, 2A, B, whatever the numbers are, and APTA, that this just becomes standard of care, standard of practice when doing intravaginal work. And I really hope that others will start teaching it. And I just want to be recognized as the one that discovered this technique and, and the benefit of it. And so um, that's why I'm putting my name on it. I'm putting my stamp stamp on this this hold, the Schulte hold, the way we use the external hand on the pelvis while doing intravaginal work. And I would really encourage you all, if you haven't already, please check out my internal pelvic floor course. You'll learn how to do the Schulte hold. You'll also learn how to assess to see if someone is truly connected into their pelvic space, you'll learn an intravaginal approach. And this is funny. I was at my Seattle course and I was teaching the way I enter into the vaginal space. And they, the students called me over and like, we're going to call this the Schulte entrance. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't need that many names on things. But that was really cute and really sweet of them to say that. But they really did like the way that I teach how to enter into the pelvic space. Um, I feel it's way more respectful to our clients that we don't want to be activating our clients when we're doing intravaginal work. And if we um, are are just going straight in and touching the labia, and that's our, our first contact point with them is when we touch the labia, there's a greater chance that your client's going to jump or react. And that's going to amp up their nervous system, maybe tighten some tissue that is doing the opposite of what you're trying to do in helping to get tissues to relax and to release. And when you learn how to enter in in a more respectful way, there should be no guessing where your hand is. When are you going to touch me? What are you going to be doing? Um, and that. So you'll learn how to enter in um, and enter into, into the intravaginal space. And then you'll also, prior to that, learn how to make sure someone's fully connected into their pelvis um, before doing intravaginal work. And then you also learn how to use the pelvic bones prior to, or use the pelvic bones externally when you're doing intravaginal work. Plus this is, this course was designed because I don't go into great detail about the vulvar anatomy, the vulvar tissue. This course covers that and covers things that I don't have time to cover in the pregnancy or postpartum courses. So I developed this course to be kind of a entry level, but it could be for anybody. I've had clients who I've had students who have taken this course who have been doing intravaginal work for 10 years and they found it super helpful. And it is a more holistic approach to entering into the pelvic space and working intravaginally to really know. Another thing that I cover in this class is to really know 
when your client's disassociating and what to do about it and how to make sure you can keep someone really connected to your touch as you're working with them. And as soon as someone's disconnecting, there's they're disconnected. It's not when we want to be doing intravaginal work. There's greater chance for traumatizing your clients. And really, that is why I created this internal pelvic floor course is to help minimize the amount of trauma that we are imparting on our clients in doing intravaginal work. I'm I'm not very happy with what's being taught in some of the classes out there, the courses I'm I'm hearing from my students. And I I just don't um just so you know if you guys ever come to one of my live courses i do not ask everybody to be a uh, a volunteer you do not have to have intravaginal work done to you i don't want to traumatize my students i don't want them to have more trauma leaving my course and that's i leave it up to you if you feel comfortable having intravaginal work done to you you can choose not to have it done to you and still learn it with someone else. It always works out. We always have a way of making sure everybody gets the gets a chance to do it. I understand it when the classes are so huge and trying to keep track of all that. That's why I keep my classes smaller so that we can manage it better. And I really want to make sure that people are comfortable entering into the pelvic space and doing it in a respectful manner that does not create more trauma in your client's body. So I know this is a lot. I talked about a lot of different things here in this episode, but hopefully you have found it helpful to know that working with the pelvic bones prior to doing intravaginal work is super important. And um, I would, I'm staking a claim on the Schulte hold using the uh, sacrum and the ischial tuberosities hold uh, while doing intravaginal work. And I would love for you to check out my internal pelvic floor course. We're having a cohort um, starting here in um, March. So I would love for you to join it if that feels right for you. Reach out if you have any questions about it. would love to know what your thoughts are on the Schulte Hold and my legacy to pelvic health PT. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in. We'll see you all in the next episode. Here's to smoother births, faster recoveries, and bringing the pelvis to pelvic health. Bye, everybody. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Institute for Birth Healing. To discover more, visit instituteforbirthhealing.com. To claim $50 off of any online course, use coupon code PODCAST50 at checkout. Till next time, I'm Lynn Schulte, founder of the Institute for Birth Healing.